And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much there, John Bon Jovial, the legendary John Bon Jovial, of course. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for another week of music and all those other things that uh, may or may not happen during this uh, hour of madness. Uh, we are just here to present you with some super indie music and uh, talk with the artists who make it, because that's what we're all about. And we're going to open with something new from a Canadian artist. And this just came out in the last couple of days. Her name is Serena Ryder, if I can say it. Serena Ryder. She's a Canadian singer-songwriter who first gained recognition with her ballad Week in the Knees back in 07. She was released eight studio albums. She won a bunch of awards, including the 2008 Juno Best New Artist of the Year Award. And uh, then she started hosting her own radio program in 2018, the Serena Ryder Show. And in 2019, she and her longtime manager, Sandy Pandia, Pandia uh, co-launched Art House, a collaborative space and recording studio aimed to promote emerging talent. And here she is now, Serena Ryder and better now. You can't chase the darkness with a bright, bright light Cause the sunshine burns you up when you get too high You can't cure loneliness with company If you really knew yourself, you'd never get lonely It's not a ride if you never get off It's not a marathon if you run in a race that don't stop I was kidding
Serena Ryder. It's called Better Now. What say you, John Bon Jovi? Uh, oh, I like that. That's uh, just a nice, you know, seductive, sultry style to it. Uh, I I like that. I could listen to that again. But that, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. pretty good. Absolutely. It really is. I was listening to music earlier in the week, uh, just a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, and this was over the weekend, and uh, I caught this new track that just came out, and I played it, and I had the same feeling, and I, I like the instrumentation that goes with it, the, the instrumental line that backs her, it's, got a, it's just got a feel that I like to it, the whole thing is just a, a song that, yeah, you could listen to over and over again. And the yeah. production values on it are sweet, and it's just very tightly put together, it's well written. And, uh, you know, normally if it's something I don't like, I'll, you know, I'll be cordial. I'll be nice about it. But this is good. This is really good. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's on an album that's coming out in March, I believe March 12th. I don't know if we're sure of the date yet or not, but her new album will be The Art of Falling Apart. And it is supposed to come out in March. And she's done an awful lot for an artist that isn't that well known here in the States. And as I mentioned, she was a Juno Award winner. She also uh, won the Margaret Trudeau Mental Health Advocacy Award for her work in the mental health area. And as I said, she'll be releasing her new album, The Art of Falling Apart, in March. And we look forward to that. Maybe we'll be able to get her to come visit us on the show. I think she'd be a stellar guest. That'd be great. I agree. Right here on the David Bowers Awards, or you're sitting in on another fun-filled pandemic cast on the show where every show is an, is an award show because there's so many we want to figure every show of ours is going to be an award show, not just once a year, but they're all award shows. And the nice thing about that is that makes everybody who appears on our show an automatic award winner, right? If they didn't win, they wouldn't be here. So uh, Darren Michael Boyd and uh, Jeremy Parsons, you're both already award winners because you'll be here today. And we have... Uh, Matter of fact, Darren is standing by right now, so uh, why don't we uh, get moving right along after John? You uh, you have some uh, some words of wisdom to share with us. Words as usual of wisdom. Yes, quotations from Chairman Bon Jovial. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, to quote. I need something here, here it is. Here, here's the deal. Here is the deal in a nutshell. I'm going to quote one of my favorite all-time Three Stooges episode. When Curly says, I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> oh, and there you have it, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen of all ages. My thoughts for the week yes. from yours truly, the lovably yes. legendary John Bon Jovial. It's one of those moments where you want to forget. You honestly feel <laughs> sorry I asked. <laughs> <laughs> just for that, just for that, I want you to look ahead at the title of the first tune coming up, okay? okay. Because I want to mention to everybody listening, uh, especially if you're listening in Rochester, New York, where our show is carried on WRFG FM 106.3. Where is my voice going? <clears throat> That's what he said there. Anyway. Rochester Free Radio, 
And uh, if you're listening on Rochester Free Radio, be sure and stay tuned for Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble show that follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. And after that, our buddy Armand spins some vinyl with some eclectic tunes for you, too. That's WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, or rochesterfreeradio.com online. Check them out. And also check out our buddy Jeff Molden's ABC Oldies on Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. With that being said, let's move along and bring in our next guest first, John Bon Jovi. I'm, I, I think I'm going to have you after that wonderful little uh, uh message you gave us. I think I'm going to ask you to pronounce this title. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring this in. Our first guest is a gentleman <laughs> named Darren Michael Boyd and the song, and Darren, if I blow the uh, pronunciation, I fully expect you to tell me. The, the name of this song is The Making of a Homunculus. Michael Boyd. Now, did I mention? Did I mention that he's a guitarist? Just in case you didn't catch on to that. And uh, I had an as a matter of fact, as a guitarist, he, 
He also produced his own 2020 album, Lifting the Curse. He's going to come in right now and perhaps lift the curse and explain what a homunculus is. Come on in here. Darren, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, Glad to have you here. Now, what, what, what is all this about a homunculus? Homunculus. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a, like a miniature... Uh, being, you know, it's uh, so that that was kind of the the, the creepy element of it. And uh, I'm listening to this song, like as I'm waiting here on, through my phone, and it's like, wow, is that guitar ever ripping hot? I mix that. <laughs> like obviously the guitar player, the guitar is just ripping loud in that. <laughs> but we were we were both we were both here playing air guitar during that. So uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a good thing we're not video because. Uh, we, I, I would have been very self-conscious, really. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you yeah, mission accomplished. That's, that's what you want. Yeah, you you actually, I did look that up. I, I have to admit, I did look up homunculus because I wasn't sure it was a real thing or if it may have been a figment of your imagination. And I found that it's a, it's a representation of a small human being which was popularized in 16th century alchemy and then later in 19th century fiction. And uh, it historically referred to the creation of a miniature, fully formed human. So there, right, that's, yeah, our that's, better, <laughs> yeah. that's our educational. That's our education for today. More articulate than, than I was. Yes, that's that's the idea. Uh, well, <laughs> believe me, there will be no quiz at the end of the show. So <laughs> relax. There. Tell us, tell us about Darren Michael Boyd. Who are you? Where'd you come from? How'd you get into music? And how'd you get to play a guitar so damn well? Well, I think we're doing the Canadian theme, right? We had, uh, was it three? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit yeah, today. Yeah, two great. out of three. That was great. I enjoyed that. It was a great song. Um, yeah, so I, I've been just, and I've been a musician my whole life, songwriter. Just, it's, it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what you do. If you're an artist, you're always, if somebody asks what you do, that's what you tell them, even though you do a bunch of other things. Right, and it's hard sure. at the airport because you don't want to tell them, you know, I'm a guitar player, and when you're going on vacation, they just say, okay, sure you are. <laughs> yeah. Pull you over and search your, your stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I have case. a funny story. I was coming back from Florida one time, and I had a bunch of, um, geez, they were cassette tapes of my band at the time, and I got pulled in, and they were searching and like, all for my clothes and stuff, and they saw the picture, and they're like, oh, you're in a band. I'm like, yeah. And the customs lady she goes oh well that that's why you have so much weird stuff <laughs> I'm like are you allowed to say that <laughs> i don't nothing, know that sounds illegal. like yeah that sounds like a, a case for the aclu or so well wait a minute the canadian civil liberties union i don't know do you have anything like that oh. up there that would sue on your behalf or anything <laughs> oh could be Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Too much hey, trouble. In this day and age, who knows? If they don't have one, maybe we just talk somebody into starting one. How did you ever, I got to ask this because this was, this was in my mind from the moment I first started looking at your song titles here. How did you come up with the concept of doing a piece of music uh, based on this semi-imaginary creature that half of us have never heard of before? Um, it, it, you know, it, it's, wow, it's such a long story because it, it would kind of go around in circles. Sometimes you just have ideas 
and, you know, hear a word or be reading. I mean, uh, uh, by day, I'm a mild-mannered librarian, so I tend to read a lot. And, um, yeah, so I, and sometimes, and I tend to read a lot of, you know, witchcraft stuff and, you know, and nonfiction stuff, too, not so much fiction, fictional stories, but um, which a lot of that stuff is interwoven anyway, right, the real and imagined and right. so that's kind of where, you know, you hear something and it just sticks with you. I have notes sure. and guitar riffs and all kinds of stuff in my phone. <laughs> I probably have 200 of them, you know, just all the time. That I'm kind well, of it may have been a, a long, circuitous story, but you sure summed it up very well. And I understand yeah. completely. As a matter of fact, lately we've been talking a lot with artists about what they have done during the down period of this pandemic. And, uh, Many of them have expressed the fact that it has helped them to take the time to bring out their own creativity, and they've gone to different lengths than they have in the past to come up with some music concepts and, and tunes, and uh, you have just really stepped right into, uh, into that and explained how you have done the same thing, and John Bon Jovial, I know, has been sitting there coming up with an incredibly clever question. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> Call it that. Uh, yeah, Darren, uh, actually, while I'm listening to the uh, making of uh, making of a, uh, okay, homunculus. <laughs> a, a little creature. <laughs> yes, a little creature. <laughs> uh, the thing that I want to know is... Um, what was your influence for putting that together? Uh, now, uh, a lot of the music, you know, like this this, this style of guitar, I, I call it like a slasher guitar, uh, has never really been, uh, I've never been a fan of it, but there are a few exceptions. Um, and one of those bands is a band called Focus. They came out with an album in 1970 called Moving Waves. And this style of guitar is very reminiscent. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of them, but I, I just want to know what your influences were. What was the thought process? What inspired you to making to make uh, making of a, a homunculus? Well, um, to be honest, that song, um, you know, each album is going to become more more of me. I guess you could say this this one, uh, Wonders of the Invisible World, the new album that has all kinds of stuff, but that song just sort of felt like the most, uh, the best representation of my playing um, and, and writing. Uh, doesn't mean I can't do other stuff, but that's just kind of where I come from, I guess. That band, I, I have not heard of that, so i got to check that out. Yeah, the, um, the band is called Focus, I mean, and, uh, and, and the album Focus, is Moving Waves, and it, it came out, I believe it was 1970, 69 or 70 that it came out. Uh, amazing some of that stuff that back then yeah and that you find now <laughs> yeah look into it i'm sure you can find them on youtube right, so. i'm sure you have i spend way too much time on youtube i think and, yeah. <laughs> but I, i'm finding some great some just absolutely amazing new music that i keep finding and it's like i can't believe people say still they, you know people will say oh there's no good music being made today and and like it to me that's just like the laziest thing to say because it's like it's insulting to those of us who are making music, but more than that is there's tons of great stuff out there. You just have to look for it, you know, and that's why what you guys are doing is so important because it's exposing people who actually want to find new music uh, to different artists. That's, um, that's one of the things we've tried to do that and, of course, give a stage one more venue for uh, indie and emerging artists and artists who haven't gotten the exposure 
to expose their music and talents. And uh, thank you. That was uh, that was a uh, that was appreciated because that's very exactly much. what very we're much. trying to do here. Now I, I've got to ask you. I understand that you had a uh, you had a challenge to overcome here uh, not too long ago from an auto accident. Yeah, that was that was before the, um, the Lifting the Curse album, and that's kind of what set me on this path of, of doing instrumental music in the first place, because my whole life, all I've ever done is play with bands, and I'm perfectly happy doing that, uh, but after the accident, I couldn't do the same, I mean, I was, it was kind of knocked out of commission for a few years, and not so much physically, although... Even today, I'm sore. I still feel it, but it, it was a lot of it was psychological. It was, um, you know, financial complications. The accident was entirely the other driver's fault. But you know, these things, litigation, all that takes years, and just it, it weigh it wears on you. And you know, so the short story, the short uh, version of this is basically that I needed to do something, and I just kept creating music. It, very similar to what artists are going through today where the world is on pause, but they still need to do something. So it's exactly the same thing. I, I was just writing, and I was like, well, I don't have a band that really this fits with. And so I made a video, and people seemed to like it. I just kept, it somehow, somewhere along the way, it turned into a legitimate project, as I, as I healed. So it was kind of a therapeutic uh, process. That's, that's wonderful, and I, I can't help but think of the comparison going back uh, going back a few decades uh, the king of the surf guitar Dick Dale uh, from the 60s oh, yeah. who was you know one of the penultimate guitar players of that type of music from that era uh, was involved in a fire which uh, burned his hands and he they said he would never play a guitar again and I remember I was living in Southern Cal at the time in a uh, one of the suburban towns, you know, one of the bedroom communities about 30 miles out of the L.A., and uh, they had a Christmas parade, and Dick Dale was the grand marshal of the parade, and, you know, he's riding down the car, or riding down the street in this car, waving and everything, and it really awakened mine as well as, as other people from the era, uh, curiosity about what he was doing, and it turns out that he was back to playing guitar. He had overcome the same thing, only he had... Uh, Actually, he had actually gotten better than he was before, which I thought was a remarkable achievement for someone who they said would never be able to play a guitar again. But I can compare it yeah. uh, to what you just said, what you went through, and the fact that you uh, overcome that for a specific purpose that helped you in your efforts to overcome it. And I congratulate you for that. That's, uh, Thank you. That's yeah. definitely a, uh, uh, quite an achievement in them. Well, and, and you know, a lot of this, when I, when I first put out the first album and started talking to people, I was a little uncomfortable even talking about it because, you know, you think, well, I mean, you can look in any direction and somebody has it worse than you do. So I didn't want to seem like I'm trying to get attention for my, sure. you know, what happened because I'm still here to complain about it. You know, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> um, but then the other side of it is that it is part of the human experience. It's something that's relatable not everybody has a car accident, but we all, nobody gets through this life without, you know, trauma and, and some kind of sadness and, you know, yeah. And so it's just sharing the story, I guess, that's helped me to get to where I am right now. So, Well, from where you are right now, 
where are you going? Uh, assuming that we get through this pandemic and things oh. return to <laughs> some semblance of normalcy, what's in the future for uh, for you? Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to keep making these albums, and and as far as uh, you know, people say, well, people don't buy albums, and that this the new album. This is something I should tell you. Um, anybody listening who wants it, the CD. I have it on my website right now for free. You you have to pay the shipping. I can't do that, but you get the album for free. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it up there like that, but it's it's a pay what you want situation because I just love the CD. I love having that product in my hand, and I want other people sure. to to experience it because the CD is really cool. Um, as far as what's next, you know, I'll keep doing it. I would love to get out on the road. I really like now more than ever want to be touring. <laughs> and of course, sure. nobody's really, yeah, you know, in that situation. Not a lot of it right now. No, you one other thing that I wanted to move to next after we discussed your future, uh, and that was the uh, the talk about your your CD and the website. And before I, before I give it to John, I just want to mention that uh, one of our things that we hold dear here is this is a stage for you to pitch yourself. So tell the folks how they can find you and your music online. Oh, well, the, the best thing you can do, I would say, is to go to DarrenBoyd.com because everything, you, you can find me on YouTube from there and Instagram. I spend a fair bit of time on Instagram. So, you, yeah, that's if there's anything, any way to find me, DarrenBoyd.com is the first step. And, of course, you can just search for me on YouTube and I'm there too, so... And don't forget and, that free and, album, hurry, folks, while supplies yeah. last. John Bon Jovi, <laughs> you're on. What yeah. you got? Well, just a real quick question. You mentioned that you're releasing it on a CD. Are you also going to be uh, releasing it on vinyl? Not yet. I, you know, I've been thinking about that for a while, but it kind of seems like, and I could be totally off the mark here, but it seems like a lot of people want to buy vinyl. Uh, I mean, it, it's merch, really, you know, and it's it's expensive, so it's a lot easier to sell it if you're out on the road or if you have a, a really good fan base already. And right now, I'm still in that building stage, you know. So mm -hmm. I I would love to, I would love to do that. And you know, if there becomes a demand for it, then yeah, it's just never out of the question. Great. And before we let you go, we got a couple of minutes left here for you to tell us about this next tune. We're going to play "Wonders of the Invisible World." Oh yeah, there, there's a there's a video for that too, which is hilarious because when I put the album out, it was right around Halloween, and when it was released, it was like two weeks before. I'm like, oh, geez, I need a video. I need something. So <laughs> I went into the, my rehearsal spot and I just filmed me playing the parts on different instruments. And it's just ridiculous. That it, it looks like the height of laziness because I didn't even use a filter. I think it's just me jamming, <laughs> jamming with myself, you know. <laughs> and I'm the glad you, kind of funny. I'm glad you brought that up, folks, because, uh, or I mean, uh, I'm getting you and the audience mixed up here. Darren, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're glad you brought that up. Folks, listen, you've got to go see that video. And as I said, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, it is definitely worth tuning into. Go look it up. The video for Wonders of the Invisible World by our guest, Darren Michael Boyd. 
Darren, thank you so much for coming and spending time with us today, sharing your music and your story. And uh, please keep in touch with us. I have a page on Facebook. I tell everybody about my groups page, the David Bowers Awards groups page, is there specifically for guests of the show and other indie artists to post their music, uh, their new releases, show dates, anything that they want to share. You post it there, we'll pick it up and post to our other social media and, and sites around the Internet that we post to. So that's there specifically for you to use. So keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. Wonderful. Thanks so much. You're very welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Darren Michael Boyd, and here he is with Wonders of the Invisible World. Michael Boyd, Wonders of the Invisible World. Thank you so much, Darren, for coming and spending some time with us today and sharing your story. Really a pleasure. Our next artist is a gentleman who is from Nashville by way of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, a little bit of a 
a little bit of a jaunt there, but uh, not an uncommon one. We found uh, a lot of artists uh, make the trek to Nashville at some time in their career. And uh, he has an album out called Things to Come, and we'll be playing the title track after we talk with him. First, I want you to kick back and listen to uh, Lillian. She said she never wears underwear I said I never wear shorts She said she don't believe in life after death I said we're all just a riding course She said let's just try to run away I said no, let's go for a walk She said I've never been one for words So we set up all Welcome aboard. Hey, hey, thanks for having me on, y'all. I was so glad to have you here, and thank you for the uh, neat tale of Lillian there. Uh, <laughs> kind of caught right. us by surprise there, but, uh, you know, your, your ears perk up and say, wait a minute, what's he going to say next? Do we, do we yeah. need to pull the plug? <laughs> Underwear? Well, it, Great. It's almost... It's almost one of those uh, those lines. It's like uh, it's a detention grabber. I think that's that's exactly what it's supposed to be. But it's just like I don't I don't. It just like popped in my head. It just it was it was weird. It's also it's also very in line with my sense of humor and personality too. It's just I'm a, I'm a weird guy, and I think weirdly, well, you, so it just it works. 
<laughs> you fit right in here and you fit right in in the music industry. Believe me, there are a lot of less right? than normal people. <laughs> great yeah, line, and you're right. Nice it, is, it. <laughs> it is a great hook, and yes, it does work, absolutely. <laughs> now, look, okay. I, have to ask the, I have to ask you the obvious follow-up question. Is this based on anyone in particular? Uh, I think it's it's based on uh, yes and no. Like it's it's kind of based on a, a past relationship I had, and uh, also just a, a specific type of person, like a, a very artsy kind of uh, lost individual in general. I mean, we're we're all are lost individuals at some point. We're we're constantly trying to figure out our lives, and it's kind of like bringing that person uh, to life by way of like just a bunch of examples that I had around me at the time and not excluding myself. Uh, that's why later in the song, I kind of, I, I identify with the person in a sense is what I, what I get from them is a bit of, uh, myself at the same time. It's like two people facing each other and accepting what they are and being cool with that in a certain sense. Sure. Yeah. And very well done. I might add you, you, you managed to inject both of your goals, your, your, your goal of a story song and also your goal of injecting something that's a little bit off the wall as a hook, but yet still, uh, still creative, not just a, a cheap throwaway line trying to get somebody's attention. And, uh, I think it's a, it's an excellent combination. I think you did a great job. What do you think, John Bon Jovial? Oh, I, I have to agree. Uh, you know, Jeremy, I, I think that's a, it's a terrific song. You've got a great hook. And not just because she doesn't wear underwear, but I think the whole song is just a good driving force. <laughs> and uh, I, I, while I'm listening to it, you know, uh, David will tell you that it's it's rare that I get to hear the music uh, before airtime, and so this is the first time I've ever heard the song. And uh, you know, I always try to think in my mind, you know, w w where is this coming from? And and to me, it, it was kind of like a Garth Brooks meets the Amazing Rhythm Aces meets George Jones mashup and you pulled it <laughs> off beautifully you really did very cool i'll take that man there's, there's nothing bad about anything you just said in my mind no no i like the song i'll tell you <laughs> what it you know there i'll put it this way if I, yeah if i were still a pd back in radio my country music days when i was uh jocking radio and programming country music uh i would have looked at that and give it extremely close consideration because I think it would have probably fit the mission of what we were trying to accomplish. It's a great song. Thank you so yeah. much. I, I really appreciate that. It's, a, it's always like, you know, you're kind of just like interacting with the moment when an idea comes. Like the, the reception of that song has been really well and it, it means a lot. And a lot of people have... Uh, connected with it in a really cool way especially women which i which i think is like uh it's really important to me like as a man i don't want to exclude anybody you know and it's, it's yeah. kind of like you know some dude songs can be written just from the male perspective in a sense but it's like i think as a songwriter you have, i think psychology has a lot to do with it and it's not the study of a man it's the study of people in a sense so it's yeah I, 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 the connection with that has been like really uh, overwhelming in a great way, especially when I've when I've read sure. reviews on that song and everything. And 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 your your review is is uh, just as meaningful too. So I I really appreciate it. Well, it's a it's a good sound that tunes with a person's name and especially a girl's name have always been 
a good a good shot at at having a hit, but this is also a good song. It's not just a tune with a girl's name. It's a good song. It's got a storyline. It's got a wonderful hook to it, and uh, you do it very well. So yes, I'm not surprised that you've gotten you know uh, some great compliments on the uh, on the tune. It's a good one. And uh, yes, John Bon Jovial doesn't get to hear the songs before we play them, and that's intentional because I like to get the first reaction of somebody. And of course, doing this show, we don't get to get a lot of first reactions from people because by the time they write us or something, they've already thought about it. So I thought, hey, we just won't tell John what we're playing. He won't get to hear it, and uh, we'll get his first reaction. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like a guinea pig, go. if you will. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, necessary. It necessary. is necessary. Is so necessary. It is. It's absolutely <laughs> necessary to do it that way. You know, when 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 David and I put this show together, what eight years ago? Uh, we've been doing it every yeah. week for eight years now, and uh, one of the things that we discussed was how are we going to review the music? And uh, and you know, while we were while we were putting throwing ideas back and forth, he basically said, you know what, I don't think you should hear the music at all until we play it. And at first, I wasn't really too cool about that, but the more I thought about it, the, I thought, you know, actually, to get a, a visceral gut reaction is probably the best way to go, and indeed, we were right. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. it's way more real that way, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worked. Now, Jeremy, you made the journey from San Antonio to Texas. What inspired you to make that move? Uh, from, uh, uh, San Antonio to Nashville. Uh, yes. yeah, I, uh, well, actually I'm, I'm actually back in Texas now. I moved back, uh, December of, uh, 2019. I've, I've, oh, I've wow. been back over, over a year. I can update my notes. <laughs> oh yeah, you're all good. It's fairly recent too. So, and with the whole pandemic thing that went down, everything got kind of, you know, sure. was, uh, luckily I just, I moved back before all that stuff went down so uh but yeah it was uh I, I lived in Nashville for 10 years it uh it seemed like uh like at the time I was I was just looking at it you know you being in San Antonio I'm like an hour hour and a half from Austin uh mm-hmm. so it's like you know in, in Texas it's like well why didn't you just go to Austin I get that question all the time and Sure. My answer is, well, I, I did the math. I looked at all the artists that I followed that were Texas artists that I really liked. And they uh, they usually went to Austin first as well. But I noticed there was a pattern in almost 90% of them that they spent about 8 to 10 years in Austin and inevitably ended up in Nashville anyway. Right. Doing like yeah. another 8 to 10 years and then eventually coming back to Texas because, you know, there's there's more like musical freedom like there's no like the label constraint that occurs up there as far as like you know them kind of sniffing mm. creative ideas before they can get to their like full potential uh right. but but they all end up back in texas anyway and i thought to myself like well why not do nashville first if i'm going to come back to texas anyway so it it, it it was i went and i was like you know i'll give myself like three to six months, see if anything happens. In three to six months, I had, like, attended a house party in a, a bluegrass band, the Grascals, that was doing very well at the time was there, and right. they heard yeah. one of my songs, and, and they cut it. So within my first three months, I had a cut. 
within my first year I was making a record and uh, it just kind of all unfolded like that. When it works like that, you just kind of stay where you are and then you also have to be aware on the back end of uh, when everything is coming to fruition and figure out your next move. Sure. And uh, it just finally felt like it was time to, to come home. So now that's you, what I did and started playing. Uh, Jeremy, you say that you're you're in San Antonio? Is that where you are? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it's some of the, you know, I, I've got some very fond memories of San Antonio. Uh, the music scene there I always thought was really good. I mean, Austin, yeah, Austin is Austin. But I always thought that the music scene, uh, especially the indie music scene and the indie country music scene, and San Antonio were just top notch, and uh, I don't think that it gets the mention that it deserves to get. Um, and then the other thing about San Antonio is probably I think the best fajitas I've ever had in my life was in San Antonio. <laughs> uh, you, well, you are can, not wrong. <laughs> I can relate to you that are, because I've only I've been through San Antonio a couple of times. Never got a chance to stay around there, but. Uh, the last time I was in San Antonio, I remember we were making a rush trip through. We were looking for a place to stay the night, and uh, we found a motel that was done a little bit like a castle, and it was all in pink. I mean, we're driving down the freeway, and we saw this sucker sitting there and say, okay, there's one right there. Let's stop. And that's where we spent the night. But <laughs> that's my, oh, that's that's so my association. That's my association yeah, with... Uh, Go ahead. It's a, it's a, oh, okay. It's a, it's a really cool city. Like, and you're not wrong about the fajitas. Like, I, the first time I had fajitas out of state, it looked like to me, it looked like they had served me rabbit pellets on a tortilla, <laughs> as compared to what I had grown up with. I was like, is, sure. is this a joke? <laughs> like, what is this? I want, I want my, my, my like strips of steak and my guacamole. Like, yeah, well, you bring, know, I honestly, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember the name of the restaurant because this was, I mean, this had to be 20 years ago. Uh, but, and now I don't know if I can say this on family radio. So Nick, if you have to edit this out, go ahead. But I remember taking my first bite and I thought I was going to have a gastrogasm. It was so good. <laughs> hey, that is, it is. That, that's a yeah. yeah, if if it's done right, it is a delicacy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they they get it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They That's do. hilarious. <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit. Going back to the music here, tell us a little bit about the album, things to come. And we're going to be playing the title track when we after we finish talking with you. But tell us about the album, how it came together, what you put into it, your your ideas in making it. Man, it was it was it was cool. I, I love th things. Just kind of musically for me, I just kind of all let them like naturally flow. Is like in, including the songs like coming to life and every time. And I, I'd written this album probably over the three year period. I put out my last record in 2017. That was called Things I Need to Say. And uh, to me, this was just a more honed in version of that record. Really, like I'd grown as an artist, a person. Uh, a musician, uh, a writer, and, and, and it all really came together on this record that way. And, and, and in another cool way, I, I kind of formulated the track list 
uh, I was going back and forth from Nashville and Texas doing live shows. Um, and, and, and I would change the set list every night and I would say if it was 10 plus songs, like every song that's on this record was always a part of the set list. And, and I was basically, it was, all these songs were audience tested, I guess you could say. Right. And in a certain sense, it's like, I, I was watching what people would say after the show, but like, man, I really like this song. Is that out yet? Mm -hmm. And I would write it down and be like, okay, cool. That's, that's a good sign. Let's put that one on the record. Because if it awesome. happens, well, like, you know, it's like a, yeah, like a three strike rule. I'm like, well, that's a, that, it's like, you know, if, if people came up multiple times, you're like, oh, well, that's got to go on there. People are connecting with it. And that's what right. you want people to do with your record, you know? Absolutely. No other way about it. And uh, speaking about uh, things to come, uh, you have a new single that's going to be dropping on the 5th of February, if I'm correct. Uh, something Other Than You? Yeah, Something Other Than You Are. Yes, that's right. Uh, but yeah, oh. February 5th. February 5th. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I want to be sure and remind you, as I do all our guests, uh, I have a page, one of my social media pages is on Facebook. It's a groups page, the David Bowers awards, and you can go there and post your music, your new releases, uh, play dates, anything you want to share. That's part of your musical career. You want to share with the fans and followers. That's what the page is there for. Feel free to post it there. We'll pick it up and post it on other social media pages and elsewhere where we post it. So we'll give you a, a little extra mileage out of whatever you post there. Uh, on our Facebook page. Of course, we're all over the uh, internet, but that was one that I had put up uh, several years ago and it's served well. So I've left it up and uh, it's, it's a good place to start because it saves time from uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of emerging artists that don't have their own PR department. They don't have to figure how to squeeze me into a mailing list or remember to send me the notes. They can just go to the Facebook page, post it there. I'll pick it up and, go on with it. But anyway, we want to thank you for being here with us today, for sharing your story with us, as well as your music. And we do hope you'll come back and see us again in the future. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I have a rule. As long as you'll have me back, I'll always come back, you know? <laughs> well, you got that, you got that one engra engraved for you because once you're on our show, you're part of our family. So, you know, send us your new releases. We'll get the, some play for you and, uh, we'll do anything we can to help you. And well, within the law, of course, we have to, uh, we have to be careful, you know, in this day and age, the, uh, thought police are running around everywhere, but Hey, seriously, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your music with us. And we do look forward to seeing you again in the future. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Parsons. And here he is with the title tune from his current album, things to come. Oh, I'm 
washed up in South Dakota. Oh, and man, I got lost in a rash. Yeah, I lost a few friends and family since. So at least I could say that I tried. Oh, I'd go back if I could. That ain't how it works. I come like that too and i like the thought and uh really like having these guys on the show we've had some great guests over the years and uh speaking of things to come i certainly look forward to getting to talk to many more as as the weeks roll by and we hope you'll be back with us again next week when we do it all over again with a couple of brand new guests and we've got some great guests scheduled for the coming weeks and months so we hope you'll stick with us don't forget Drop us a line if you have any comments, complaints, criticisms, and nice things to say, too. We'll accept the, the good thoughts. David at thedavidbowers.com is the email address. We'd love to hear from you. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Great show today. Hey, folks, thank you very much. You did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we really are truly grateful for your presence today. And hope that you'll join us again next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most major streaming services. Be sure to follow The David Bowers on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And uh, join us next week for The David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ-FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. Of course, Rochester Free Radio. And you'll also find us on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, 
for the David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously geeky engineer. I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying wash your hands, keep your distance, get your vaccine, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.